Hi, this is Shlomo Salson, the host of the Teenage Impact Podcast, where we share stories, tips, and specific strategies on how you as a teenage kid can overcome any adversity in your life. Whether you are having anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, relationship issues, maybe you're being bullied at home, whatever it is, I've interviewed over 55 people from around the world on what they have gone through, how they overcame their specific challenges, and how you can too. With everything being canceled because of quarantine, whether it is graduations, proms, family vacations, you haven't been able to see your friends or family members for a very long time. And once normal life starts again, it's going to be hard to get adjusted, which is why I came out with a program called Building Resilience 101. And now Building Resilience 101, it is an exclusive online course that consists of multiple video modules, downloadable PDFs that will show you on how you can become resilient. This is going to lead to greater confidence. This is going to lead you to have a greater meaning and purpose in your life. It's going to start you on your self-discovery process so you can make life more enjoyable and not that your problems don't go away, but you're going to learn how to manage your emotions and continue with life without having some of the negative consequences. I am providing a 50% discount code for the first 10 people who purchase the Building Resilience 101. And the discount code is PODCAST, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. The first 10 people to click on the link and put PODCAST as the code will receive a 50% off. And I will even throw in three bonuses that this includes a f- exclusive Facebook group for Teen Resilient Warriors. So you can network with other motivated teens. The second bonus will be a bonus module on how you can monetize your passion. And the third bonus is going to be a monthly Q&A with me. And this is usually worth a, a several hundred dollars people pay for, but I'm providing the course for $97. But the first 10 people that uses podcast as a discount code will receive a 50% discount. Today's podcast guest is Amber Furuki. Amber's main mission is to help Gen Z's break their limiting beliefs through fitness and having a healthier lifestyle. She's a fitness and a mindset mentor and coach. And about five or six years ago, she was insecure about being skinny. Her parents were going through a divorce and she went from public schooling to being homeschooled, and she had a, a rough childhood. So give it up for Amber Faruqi as she shares her story as a teenage kid, how she started her fitness journey, and how fitness can help you overcome hardships. I have Amber with me from Chicago. How's it going? It's good. How are you? Good. And, you know, thank you so much, uh, Amber, reached out to me because she wanted to be in the Teenage Impact podcast and wanted to share her story. And I saw she had a really interesting story. She had a, a rough childhood, like some of us do, which is why I have the Teenage Impact podcast. But Amber, where did it all start? How did the root of some of your problems begin with? At what age? Um, I would say they began when I went into high school, so around the age of 15. Um, Yeah, they began around that time. I was a freshman in high school, and I was facing a lot of family problems. And growing up a very family, in a very family 
oriented environment. It was different for me because my grandpa passed away and then a bunch of family problems started happening and then mm -hmm. my parents got divorced. And as a child, not knowing how to deal with that type of emotions, I was dealing with a lot of stress and anxiety. So that's kind of where it started. And yeah. Mm -hmm. I know coming from an Indian household, because I'm Indian myself, it's, you know, divorce is really looked down upon yeah. in the brown community. Yeah. Um, so how were you dealing with that? You said you didn't know how to handle it well. So what did you do to handle those negative emotions? Yeah, so during that time, actually, there was a lot of things that were going mm -hmm. on. Um, I was in public school, but then I left public school to be, because I wasn't doing well in school either during that time, just because of everything going on. Mm -hmm. I left public school and I was homeschooled. And that took a lot of stress. Wow. I mean, for mm -hmm. a while, but I wasn't homeschooled in like a normal way. I'm from Chicago, so I wasn't homeschooled in Chicago. I left the country and I was homeschooled in Mexico. Oh. Uh, yeah, a completely foreign country. I knew no one there. I had no friends there. It was a complete like culture shock. So mm -hmm. there was a lot going through my mind. I mean, being young, I didn't know how to handle all of that. Plus mm -hmm. my parents and everything. It was also different. But I guess I back then I didn't really know what I was doing. I was kind of just going with the flow. I'm like, okay, let's just see where this goes. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, we'll figure it out. But I think I was kind of trying to run away from my problems in a way now when I look back at it. But while I was away, I realized that I can't run away from my problems. I need to be able to face them because that's how I'm going to grow into the person that I want to be and get stronger mm -hmm. that way. So while I was in Mexico being homeschooled, there was a lot of things that I was doing to like self-reflect and get through my anxiety and stress and just coping that way. Mm -hmm. yeah. What was that turning point where you said, you know what, uh, enough is enough? And I know your fitness journey started because it was a way for you to cope with some of your problems. Where did that start and how? Yeah, so that started in Mexico, actually. Mm -hmm. um, like I mentioned, I was alone there. I didn't have much family. My dad has a house down there, so that's where I was staying. But he was always busy traveling for work. He was never really home, so I was pretty much alone. Um, besides I had like tutors and stuff, but that was different. Mm -hmm. So when I was there, I was like, I need to find an outlet. I need to find something to do, something to keep me busy. So I ended up going to my dad's gym. He had a gym there and I've never been in a gym before, before that. So it was very overwhelming. I didn't know anything. And I did a ton of research on YouTube, watched some Instagram videos, still had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> but then when I went in there, it was like, I just tried random things and I'm like, okay, like this is fun. I'll just do it for a few days. And after a couple of weeks being consistent with that, I started noticing, noticing differences, not only in my physical body, but also in my like mental and emotional state mm -hmm. so internally and externally, I was noticing differences. So I started falling in love with not just the physical transformations because I was a very skinny girl growing up and that was an, like a big insecurity of mine as well seeing physical changes that obviously made me happy. But what made me more happy was those internal changes I was seeing. And that's kind of how my fitness journey began. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I actually just did a, a podcast interview with Ed Lattimore. He's a former uh, professional uh, boxer. And he said the same thing. He said, you know, fitness is not all about, you know, seeing your body transform. It's also about seeing 
your mental, um, your confidence grow, you being able to feel good. And when you feel good, um, other aspects of your life start to change as well. You start accomplishing your goals. um, And it's just kind of like this ripple effect. Yeah, it forms qualities that I never even knew that I could have. I knew I wanted those qualities growing up because I saw people around me that I wanted to be like that. Um, like discipline, determination, mm-hmm. confidence, and happiness, and all of that. So, being like going to the gym and getting all of that there was really like, mm-hmm. you know, that's why I fell in love with it. So it's so fast. <laughs> so in public school, um, people called you skinny and uh, made you feel insecure as well, or you got a lot of bullying from that. So I was never bullied in. Mm-hmm high school but a lot of people I guess I wouldn't call it bullying because people were not seeing it mm-hmm. to be rude but they would always ask like it was more from my family actually where I got it um they would be like oh do you have like an eating disorder sometimes some people would ask me then at school like my close friends I knew they cared about me but they would still ask me like like you're eating right and stuff and I'm like Yes, I am, you know, so it never hit me back then because I'm like, it's none of it's true. It doesn't really matter what they're saying. But then later on when I was in Mexico and when I started working out and stuff, I was like, wow, like I'm really not confident about like one mm-hmm. thing I wasn't confident about was my body. Mm-hmm. That's, that's I, my noticing. I could totally relate. I was always the smallest kid in <laughs> class, especially in middle school, high school, not as much, but. Going into, I think, my ninth grade year, I was uh, 100 pounds, five foot two, And uh, I don't know, I think I started growing muscle maybe 17, 18 years old. I'm still not that muscular, but, but fitness does come a long way, whether it is uh, lifting weights or doing some type of physical activity. How can, I, I know, especially in the South Asian uh, community, because I have a lot of friends, a lot of them... Um, they don't really start their fitness journey until maybe later on in life. So how can maybe a South Asian or Asian girl in high school start their fitness journey now, especially with gyms being closed or reopening um, back? Right. I think that, yeah, even in my, like when I was looking back, I thought it was really weird mm-hmm. to start fitness because it wasn't something growing up in like a Middle Eastern culture and all that. Mm-hmm. It's not something that my family did or anything like that. So I was going out of the norm, like what is known to be the norm. So I think that if you're doing it for yourself, then I don't think that you should let those outside noises like absolutely. And just finding a reason why you're, Starting. I think starting can be the hardest part because no one ever wants to be a beginner in anything, not just fitness in anything. Being a beginner is so difficult. But in order, you can't get like, you can't transform into where you want to be without starting. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So I think that just getting started, obviously doing a ton of research, learning a lot of things and making goals, like short-term goal, goals. Don't just find a long-term goal because that can be very difficult like I did that in the beginning as well um after a while I was like oh I want to look like this but it's not like that you got to make short-term goals and hit them so yeah I think that's how you can start I mean I know that right now with quarantine and stuff it is difficult yeah since gyms are closed but at-home workouts are just as effective I don't think that you really need to I mean I love lifting weight I'm a like 
weightlifting is how I get my stress out and like that's therapy to me. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like during this quarantine, I found ways that I can work out that make me just as happy, make me feel just as good. Even going on a walk for like 20 minutes, I Mm -hmm. never used to do that ever, you know? So yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you how do you consistently stay motivated when you don't feel like working out? I get this question all the time being asked, like, how am I so motivated? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not always motivated. I'm definitely where <laughs> I'm not. I think it Shame comes on you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think it comes more to how disciplined you are and uh, mm-hmm. the way that I was raised and the way that I grew up. I think that I formed a lot of discipline in myself at a young age. So I think, instead of looking like, how can I be motivated? You should ask yourself, how can I be disciplined? So finding things that discipline you and mm-hmm. find that you can become disciplined. Mm-hmm. Interesting that you said that because I mean, discipline can go on every aspect of life, whether it is working out or whether it is studying or whether it is going to your job, whatever it is, uh, discipline is not like people who are successful are not o- do not always feel like they want to do a certain thing. Discipline mm-hmm. is doing the things that you do when you don't feel like it. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And how can someone who's very insecure about their body feel more confident? Okay, so I think that, I think you need to, I think there's more self-awareness that comes into mm-hmm. it because I feel like I was insecure with my body because I was conforming to society's standards. You know, they saw me as a skinny girl because they thought that I was too skinny. But in reality, it wasn't like I was unhealthy. It wasn't like I wasn't eating. It wasn't like I had any problems, you know? So I think that you need to realize that your body isn't who you really are. It's just external. What you are internal is what matters. And I feel like that does take a lot of time and a lot of self-awareness and a lot of growth and a lot of everything to realize. Um, Even sometimes I still have days where I, you know, I feel insecure about my body and all of that. But at the same time, you need to realize, like, like I said, you're not what your body is. You're what you are internally. So I like to condition, like when I work out, I like to condition not only my physical appearance, but the reason why I like to work out is because I'm conditioning my mental and emotional state mm-hmm. so just keeping that in mind I think you know mm-hmm. if you're insecure in ways just think about like you can also like when I was insecure like I worked out and stuff to get the body I wanted and I realized that having I've had the body that I wanted um I've been super shredded I've been super like bulky at times but even when I was at those stages I wasn't the happiest I was you know so I think that you need to keep that in mind as well like the body that you think will make you happy it's not really what will make you happy it's mm-hmm. more external than external it's true because you know everyone has a certain body type and if you try to fight against your body type that's where you said uh, it, it can lead to unhappiness and misery uh, i saw this speaker about a few years ago and this Vietnam, vietnamese girl and she's um, also a fitness coach and she um, works out a lot and she was in body uh bodybuilding competitions and and she realized that when she was the most shredded and when she got the body she thought she wanted it was actually one of her unhappiest times mm-hmm. um so sometimes accepting 
um, your body type and how it is. Because I'm naturally skinny. And I realized the more I try to get bigger and try to fight against my body type, I realized I, I, I need to accept it. But I still, still work out and still lift weights. But yeah, don't try to force something you're not. Exactly. Just make sure you're accepting. That's right. Like you can't, I think that, yeah, exactly. Exactly what you said. <laughs> would you, would, I mean, would you agree or is there like an opposing point of view? No, I feel like, yeah, you do have a body type that it, like I'm petite. So there's mm-hmm. no way that I'm going to become this huge jacked girl mm-hmm. you know, in an instance, unless it's in an unhealthy way. So being physically fit is being healthy as well, you know? So mm-hmm. you don't want to, become like let's say I wanted to become a super like huge jacked girl but I'm not going to be I'm not going to be healthy then you know Mm -hmm. my health is more important than how I look absolutely and what are some of the things you're doing right now as far as working out uh no just in general um you say you're a student and um what are some of your goals maybe in the next five years okay I'm a very goal-driven person so Mm -hmm. I talking for hours about this but right now yeah I am a sophomore in university I'm studying marketing so that's kind of the direction I'm taking I'm also doing fitness coaching so I want to stick with that Um, I'm getting more into this business side of coaching as well and uh, right now what I'm working on is uh, a book so I'm hoping to (laughs) I'm hoping to launch the book this year so that's probably my most short-term goal right now. In the next five years, I would hope to be still a coach and mentoring lots of people. Um, I want to continue being a fitness coach, but I also want to be a business coach as well in a way. So mm-hmm. yeah, I guess. There's a lot. There's a lot of things going through my mind when you ask me where I want to be in five years. That's, you know, I don't know. I guess we'll just see. That happens when you're so driven and goal-oriented. Sometimes, you know, you want to do so many different things, but you don't know what you want to do. But what, what, what is your book about? Okay, so my book is actually about, it's about a few things. So it's going to be like five chapters. I'll just give mm-hmm. a brief overview. It'll be five chapters about physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and social well-being. So I'm going to go over all five, five aspects of what's important to be Mm -hmm. like a fit person, you know, because fit isn't just physical. It's all those five things, Mm -hmm. something like that. Because I feel like being a fitness coach, people think that I'm all about physical, you know, even though I make it known in my Instagram that it's not all physical. I think that having a book and making that, putting that out there, Mm -hmm. nice way to teach people. What do you think is the best routine to follow to get more in shape, is there like a certain, how many times a week should you work out? How, how long should you work out? What do you think is the best routine for that? I think that I can't answer that because I think it depends on the person. Uh-huh. It depends on the person. And like for me, I think I feel best when I work out every single day, even though people say that you shouldn't work out every single day. I do have rest days, but during my rest days, I'm still doing something to physically be moving like if I'm taking a walk or a jog or or just doing some ab workouts at home you know or yoga even or whatever it is so I don't know I can't answer how long and how much I think it depends on what you feel good Mm -hmm. doing a 20 Mm -hmm. 20 minute workout can be just as effective as a 
one hour workout just depends how how you work out mm-hmm. yeah I, I just got into like 20 minute workouts because my schedule is pretty hectic yeah and uh i my gym in philadelphia is not open yet so i have these push-up bars these ab rollers and the bands and yeah. i do quick back to back to back to back for 20 minutes straight just working yeah. out and but in the 20 minutes you pooped <laughs> yeah you feel pretty much the same honestly yeah. it's kind of crazy i've kind uh-huh. of been that as well uh, what does a typical workout day look look um look like for you uh during quarantine or during both okay so during quarantine right now i work out i try to keep it short because at-home workouts can um they're not boring but i feel like they're just not as fun to me sometimes i can get a little discouraged as well mm-hmm. but i try to keep them short but still effective like back to back like you were saying so i do i still split up my workouts and push pull leg days i'm not sure if you know what that is but no <laughs> nope. okay so push day is triceps and chest and shoulders okay pull is back and biceps and then leg is legs and glutes gotcha so I try to do those, like that order. Um, one day will be push, one day let pull, one day leg. So that's how I organize mm-hmm. my week pretty much, and then just repeating that. Some days I have where I just do abs. I only do 20 to 30, sometimes 40-minute workouts right now during quarantine. And then when I was in the gym, I would still have the same routine doing push-pull leg. Normally that's how I split up my workouts. But I also – I would be in there for at least an hour and a half, I think. Mm-hmm. wow yeah (laughs) crazy yeah it's a bit different but yeah Uh uh-huh and how do you think your past uh, five years ago six years ago define your journey right now a lot I think that I am who I am because of my past Uh and if I all the struggles that I went through I wouldn't have wanted it any different even though a lot of it was painful and it was hard to do I don't think that I would be who I am if it didn't happen. So I'm grateful for everything. I feel like everything happens for a reason. So just to accept it and mm-hmm. yeah, just have a positive perspective on everything. And second to last question, uh, do you have any last tips for a struggling, someone who's struggling, maybe their parents recently getting divorced, maybe they're stuck at home, they don't know uh, what to do, they're feeling negative. What tips would you have for them right now? Yeah, I think that it can be really tough, but finding something that keeps you busy, but in a positive way, not negative. I know a lot of people can go to like drinking or drugs and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Finding something that like for me, luckily it was fitness, something that like my pain turned into my passion. You know, I think that finding something that keeps you busy, something that'll make you a better person in a way, like if it's reading yoga, if it's meditating, something to make you get away from your distractions, but also you shouldn't be so, you shouldn't run away from them. You should accept Mm -hmm. them and face them and be really, really aware of what's going on in your mind and make sure that you're not, you're not having a negative outlook on everything. I think that having a perspective a positive perspective is like key in everything super important and like the positive perspective i can't stress the importance yeah. because you know when bad things happen to you especially um i know i had a speaking engagement um i just started becoming a youth speaker i had a couple engagements lined up okay. in march and then everything just get canceled my dreams are 
delayed, but then it pushed me to build an online course, an online program. So everything has a reason. Um, my grandfather had a saying in Hindi or Marathi. He said, something like that. Okay. But everything happens for a reason. So that really helps me with the, keeping the positive perspective in place. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I end interviews with one last question because my podcast is all based off of resiliency and overcoming adversity. Amber, what does resiliency mean to you? Ooh, okay. I think that it means, it can mean a lot of things, but I think that being resilient is, I think being your own leader, I think mm -hmm. that would be what I would say. Yeah, being the leader of your own life because I think that it's important to sometimes step out of, step out of being in your mind and talk to yourself like you're speaking to a friend. I do this all the time and I think it's a really good way to become really, really aware and that's, yeah, I think so. I think yeah. that would be, yeah. So be the, be the, become the leader of your own life because then you are in control. Exactly. Awesome. And Amber, where can people find you? I'm on all social media, but I think that I'm most active on Instagram. It's just mm -hmm. Amber Kruski and then... Yeah, you can find everything from there. Uh huh. And I would love to hear from you and your book coming out. Sure. That should, that should be pretty exciting. Yeah, the I'll have updates on my Instagram, so make sure your, to keep an eye out. <laughs> your first one? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for this interview. I, I really hope people took some insight from your inspirational story and your fitness journey. And I uh, really hope that we can come across and cross each other's paths eventually as well. I agree. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Take care. Amber has a really interesting story. She was insecure about her weight. Her parents went through a divorce. She moved to Mexico to be homeschooled for two years. And she went through a lot of stress and confidence issues. And she used fitness as a way to cope with some of the stress. At first, she thought that fitness was just a way to get her body right, eventually she realized that it was also a way for her to get her mind right. One thing that she says that really stuck out to me is she doesn't always feel like working out. She doesn't always feel motivated. What keeps her going is discipline. And discipline is something that we all can use to achieve our goals in life, whether it is through fitness, whether it is through extracurricular activities, whether it is applying to colleges, whether it is your job, whatever it is, people who are most successful in life are not the ones who feel motivated all the time, are not the ones who feel positive all the time, but it's the ones who feel, it's the ones who have discipline. And discipline is doing the things over and over again, creating those habits over and over again even if you don't feel like it. Because those small incremental habits and doing the things every single day, even when you don't feel like it, will eventually add up, will eventually comp compound, and will lead to you achieving this bigger goal and, and for you to overcome whatever adversity that you're going through. So thank you for listening to this podcast episode. If you haven't done so already, click on the link in the description to receive 50% off of my new course, Building Resilience 101. Trust me, I've done over 55 interviews 
on how people overcame so much of struggles. I have done my own self-discovery process. I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars on trying to figure out what the best way is to build resilience. And I'm compiling this to only a $97 course. And for the first 10 people to sign up and use the podcast keyword as a discount code, we'll receive 50% off. If you do have any questions about this podcast episode or any comments about any of the other episodes, feel free to follow me on Instagram at Solson and message me any questions or comments you have about my podcast. Maybe it changed your life. Maybe you have some feedback. So let me know. I would love to hear from you. Message me. My Instagram handle name is in the description. So until next time, peace.